0: Welcome to Gamer's Cafe, where I am open for business for everything that's going on in the PC industry. That includes opinions, debates, and everything else in between, because we love to debate. It's part of gaming culture. That's what we do. We say a lot of things like that, and we mean... The PS4 is better than the Xbox One, and so on and so on. Anyways, I'm your host, Brett Deister, and let's get on with the news. Alright, looks like No Man's Skies is getting, or No Man's Sky, for other people, but there's there's tons of skies. Anyways, uh, is getting a really big update, the largest update yet, and that is to fix a lot of bugs that have happened uh, since the launch. Uh good portion of gamers have complained about it rightfully so i mean if the game's not playing you're not really going to be um well you're not really going to be happy but they're uh, fixed a lot of bugs and errors specifically ones that uh, would corrupt your save files that's a fun one uh and uh, other things in that type of nature so it's at least good to see that that's happening plus with other new updates coming along the way once they kind of get most of, I mean, most of those bugs fixed. They'll be uh, they'll be kind of moving on to free updates, and then we'll probably be, uh, you know, giving updates that gamers expected to have at launch and never saw, like different factions fighting and all that other fun stuff. Because it is really peaceful, mostly in No Man's Sky. Really, it is. It is so peaceful that you. That you get some people coming after you, but not everybody goes after you. It's a, it's a, it's a very interesting thing that happens with that. But yes, not it didn't come out with as much feature-rich content as most gamers expected uh, because I don't know. It's it's kind of weird. Uh, because a lot of games have done this, a lot of developers have done this, and I've noticed this through my most of my life playing games. A lot of developers have come out saying, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and then all of a sudden they don't do it. It's unfortunately a part of just the gaming industry, is that they overcommit a lot of times, or overpromise, and they never actually do They're almost like politicians, to be honest with you. So... I've seen a lot of that uh, throughout my years. Battlefield has been one that's done that before with their levelution and other things that they've said are going to be awesome, and it just falls completely flat. Uh, Elder Scrolls have said that as well. Bethesda said, I think one time with Oblivion, uh, yeah, they said that there is going to be this new the creation kit's going to allow uh, for rain to erode, and then uh, for other things to. To grow and things, that, crazy things that they said would happen, more lifelike uh, AI, which really wasn't that lifelike. To be honest with you, uh, Fallout Four kind of had the same thing of like building uh, your town and your town kind of being full of life, and, and it kind of was to a basic s- extent, but not really. And most of the time, when you were doing missions for these towns, it was go kill this person, go, and it was just, it was boring. It, it was completely boring. It was, Barring, then we had Duke Nukem Forever and their promises that really did not do well. Aliens uh, Colonial Marine, did not do very well in that in that area, too. So I mean, you have a lot of developers doing that. Fable is another is another uh, good example as well. You have an, a lot of them doing that, and it's unfortunate that they do that. But it is unfortunately part of. Game culture is overpromising and never really actually hitting all of it. I mean, sometimes I'll hit most of it, but I don't really hit all of it, and then they kind of just hope that you'll all forget. All right, Halo 5 Forge, yes, the custom map building program that was a part of Halo 5 Guardians for the Xbox One is coming to the PC, but there's also getting a custom game browser. That's right. Now you can actually play your maps, not just build them and be like, "Here we go, everybody, enjoy what I built," and I can't enjoy it. So let me know how it, how it runs and if you like it, and do that for me because I, I can't do it. Uh, so that's so now they're gonna be coming out with it. Now it's not gonna come out at launch; it's gonna come out a little bit later after launch. So you're gonna have to wait a little bit longer for that. But they are gonna they are gonna be doing it. So it basically is gonna become a free online shooter which I guess is something because, I mean, we didn't really have much to go on because Forge, that's it, really. You can create maps. Awesome. Maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, you will be able to create maps and play them and play them with your friends and have millions of people play them if it gets popular. If it doesn't, well, you'll have 100 people play it, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if you'll create a great map or not. All right, there is some interesting things that's laid to bear in the Valve's code comments. That's right, there's a little section where they put comments in. Um, So one uh, Twitter user uh, would delve into the the, uh, code comments and found some interesting things about how the AI works. Um, So, for example, the Striders will intentionally shoot up things even if you're not in their line of sight, uh, just because, ooh, looky, coolly. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's one of the things. Uh, another one of the notes in the codes was um, uh, Charlie d- don't surf and the Combine don't dance. So, basically, uh, there was kind of a bug where they would you know, be able to dance or could dance, and they kind of got rid of that. That would be kind of funny to see the Combine actually dance. Ah, oh, the Combine dancing. Um so uh, so that's what they did. They actually fixed a line in the code that made them not dance. But I was like, man, I really want to see them dance. That would be actually really, really cool to see them dance. You know, shake it, shake it, shake it. But nope. They weren't allowed to do that whatsoever. Um, the other thing was is that uh, Valve toughened up the zombies because the shotgun power was increased and they wanted to keep the bounce. So they were a lot harder to kill with the shotgun or not as easy as it was before. So it was another thing. Um So that's that that's a little interesting tidbit. They only had one F word in the entire code base, which I guess is, is kudos and a shout out to you know, keeping their cool a lot of this stuff. Uh but yeah, it was a really interesting thing just to look through the code and looking through the code comments and seeing just how the magic happened and how it came about because Half-Life 2 is still one of the revered uh, game series of PC gaming specifically and, and I still waiting for Half-Life 3 which will probably never ever come. Or it'll be a sick joke and they'll come after I die. That would be a very sick joke. I would come back and haunt Valve if that ever happened. I really would. You don't know me. Alright, moving on. So, if you're a COD fan, and there probably still are many of you, there's some bad news here. First off, they did release a trailer about the multiplayer overview, which is interesting, which is there's prototypes, and the more you play, the more um, materials you get, the more prototypes you can do for primary and secondary weapons. That's kind of interesting as well. On the bad note, there's no beta for PC, because spoilers, I, I maybe, because they don't want gamers going, they don't PC gamers going through the line of code and finding the spoilers. Here's my beef, because this is the second time this has happened. First was Titanfall 2 and their lame excuse, and that was the same excuse as basically this one, lame. And then now Call of Duty. The problem here is, is that having a beta for consoles I mean, it's still a good thing. You probably should have it just to test code. But it's going to be a uniform type of a thing. You're not really going to have as many problems as you're going to have on PC. The problem with why so many PC gamers have so many problems with one specific game is that there's so many different variants of a PC that you have to actually test it out in the wild prior to launching it fully because you need to see what's working, what's not, which variants of PC's have different types of bugs and how to fix them as well. The problem is that some developers are like, oh no, we don't want to have spoilers, ah! It's going to happen anyways. I mean, you could have leaks inside your own developer department, and what are you going to do about that? Nothing. The thing is is that if they do release a game and it's horrible or there's a lot of bugs on the PC, it will be a hard sell after the initial month. It'll be a really hard sell for a lot of PC gamers because they're going to see that and be like, why do I want to buy something? Why didn't they have a beta for this? So that's a problem. I don't like that they're doing this. I think it's okay to have a beta for consoles. But like I said before, consoles are, uni- are very uniform. They, they have the same hardware for all of them. I mean, you're going to have different types, kind of, sort of. Like thinner, but you really aren't going to change very much beyond that. Uh, so that's that's kind of like my beef about it is why would you do that when you know PC gaming is going to be the hardest one to figure out where the bugs are? It's not going to be the consoles whatsoever. I get that you want to test it out for consoles, but still, and you might want to do stress tests, but you should do that on PC as well. I really don't take the excuse of we don't want people to find our spoilers. I feel like it's just kind of like a weak argument for, and we just really don't feel like dealing with how to fix the PC game, so we're just going to like bring it out and hope for the best type of thing. That's not very smart, and I think if this does blow up in their faces, they're going to learn a very valuable lesson of maybe we should actually do a beta for PC, because you should be doing a beta for PC. I'm talking to you, Titanfall 2, and Respawn. Because you're not getting the message either. And I don't really care about your stupid little spoilers. Who cares? It's going to be spoiled. It happens. Deal with it. Make a better game. That's all I want. I don't want you to give me your excuse of, we don't want want things to be spoiled. Ah, That's the only... ah." And then you have a lot of bugs that could have been fixed prior. And you're like, oh, well, we should have done a beta. I'm like, yep, you probably should have. So, yeah, that's... uh, off soapbox, drinking back to my coffee, oh, soothing, saw. anyways, moving on, alright, Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, yes, it has been out for I mean, a couple weeks or so, a week or so, and they're set to release a new DLC, and it's going to be interesting since it's going to bring back an old character from uh, Human Revolution, it's going to be Pritchard, yes, that's right, Pritchard, Frank Pritchard, comes back and requests the help of Adam Jensen. That's right. You get to go back if you actually get this DLC to the Palisade Blades and to find uh, what types of nefarious things you can dig up. Maybe even if you can figure out some things about the Illuminati who they are. Mm, Interesting. Very interesting. So if you loved this game and can't get enough of it you might want to look at it it comes out september 23rd that's gonna be priced at uh, 12 dollars it's not gonna be a cheap dlc that's for sure if you have the season pass well you're gonna be getting it anyways so have fun with that i will be having my review later it's, as i call it the second playthrough review because i played it twice because you kind of have to do that for that game all right, there's some news about Metal Gear Solid V's canceled Mission 51. So apparently there was supposedly a can- uh, mission 51 to maybe kind of rough out the edges of the ending of the game. I did not like really like any of the game. I kind of thought it just kind of fell apart uh, for the most part. The game was mostly good. Uh, I still think it was just as repetitive as Mad Max, even though people are like, Mad Max is more repetitive, So is Metal Gear. Uh, but it was still all round great game. It was still fun, you could still do whatever you wanted to, even though I always took the stealth approach and... still do the stealth approach. I don't know why, I just really want to do that. I just, the whole killing everything in... in, in, in all this... In, everything in sight. I don't know why I couldn't get that out. The killing everything in sight, I mean, you could do that in a lot of games. This doing itself... A little bit more tricky, it's a little bit more interesting that right? way, but yes, there supposedly was a mission 51, uh, but they canned it prior to the release, so it should be interesting to see why and then why there's do gonna be any further development on it. But um, it's Konami, they're gonna make you know, uh, they're gonna make uh, I don't know. A zombie Metal Gear game. I really don't. I really don't know why. Uh, so so bad. So bad. Don't know why. Metal Gear and zombies. Yeah, I'm probably gonna skip that one. All right, moving on to Dual Universe. Yes, it was an interesting game that made its debut at E3 in the PC gaming show, uh, and it kind of showed kind of like. It's an open world and you kind of, kind of build your own spaceship and build other things as well. Well, it kind of showed off a little bit more of how you could uh, build your spaceship and how, you know, to move it around uh, how the cockpit is going to work and all that stuff. It looks very interesting. My only thing is is going to flop as hard as No Man's Sky. Is it never going to come out like Star Citizen? <laughs> it's in its very pre-alpha stage so we're not going to really see much We've gameplay videos for quite a while. So like I said before, it should be interesting to see what it is. I am intrigued by it. I'm intrigued to see what is actually going to happen and if it's actually going to be a good game. I hope it's a good game. Because it's sci-fi MMO, which probably you'll have to pay for. So I probably will not be paying for it at all. But yes, uh, it looks like it's going to be a... a fun game. Yeah, really really fun game. Really great all around. Funness to the extreme. All right, there's Overwatch news and there's some new stuff going on. First of all, the update is now live, which may which brings out the new map, which is in a German town with a German castle. Season 2 of the competitive mode as well. And with that, with the season competitive mode there is, first of all, a different ranking system. Like one to a thousand, uh, not a thousand. Excuse me, one to five thousand scale instead of one to a hundred. You're also going to have uh, players in Diamond, Master, and Grand Master tiers. that haven't participated in a match for seven in a competitive match for seven days. Will lose, start losing their uh, skill ranking. Um, competing in a single match. Uh, will halt the skill ranking decay. There will be no sudden death. Instead, it will just be a tie. Uh, the, the watch point in Gibraltar's first checkpoint has been removed. Uh, so that should be interesting see what that's all about. Players m- now must compete in more matches to clear their penalty status for leaving a competitive match early, which I think is a better way of dealing with people leaving early, and I've seen that before. It sucks. I've been on both sides of it, where I was the team that was rolling over another team and most of them left, and I've been on the other side where I was part of the team that wasn't doing very well, and most of them left as well. Yeah, it's not very fun. Um, So I'm hoping this will help deter. I'd rather just do bans for the whole season if they leave one match. That would probably be a better way of doing it, but Blizzard's not going to take that hardcore approach quite yet. Uh, also, ultimates that consume the ultimate meter when activated will now drain the meter more quickly from 2.5 seconds instead of 1 second. Uh, and then also, hero abilities will no longer interrupt quick melee attacks. So Genji double double jump no longer resets when wall climbing uh, Genji's duration of the ultimate is, has been reduced from 8 seconds to 6 seconds. Mercy uh, healing per second has been increased by 20%. And Rohog hooked, uh, when you target someone on the hook, uh, Rohog's line of sight, when retracting the hook, they will be moved back to the position where they were originally hooked. So it should be interesting to see what that is all about. Also, so you know, the amount of, da- of damage amplified by the target with the Orb of Discord has been decreased from 50% to 30%, and there's new unlockables like sit and laugh emotes are now unlockable for all heroes, and new unlockables, new legendary skins have been added for Reinhardt. Yes, so it should be interesting. I'll probably be playing this this weekend as well because I didn't really wanted to get back into it. I haven't played in a while. And I also want to test out the Facebook live streaming as well. So it should be interesting. I did get my new webcam. Finally the Logitech C920. Probably should have got it a while ago. But I finally got it. Yay! Anyways, moving on. Nvidia has created a mod for Fallout 4. It's called Vault 1080. And if you're wondering, yes, it's because of their car their 1080 card as well. It has been released today, September 2nd. And what it is doing is showing off uh, some of their new tech that most haven't seen in modern gaming. That is the Vault metric lighting plus the HBAO plus, which kind of is a technique which improves ambient uh, occlusion as well. Uh, so should be interesting. All it revolves around a vault called Vault Ten Eighty that is dark and intimidating tunnels, and basically it is where the residents of it think that the darkness has helped them, and that's why it's all gloomy, and uh, the people there don't really trust you, and you have to figure out, no, well, figure out what's going wrong with it. So, it is on the Bethesda site, so check it out if you want to. Download the mod if you don't want to. alright. Alright, Titanfall 2. Now, Titanfall 2 has introduced six new playable Titans. That's right, six of them. So, there's a Titan for everybody. Yay! Yes, it is coming out October 28th. i will probably not be reviewing it because, A, they didn't come out with the beta, and I really just don't feel like doing it anymore, so I may pick it up when sunset. But, there's a couple things. Legion is one of them so for example has appendage for defense and control uh he wields a huge railgun uh so it's going to be pretty good for devastating attacks uh as well there's runin which is a very samurai style type of mech it's quick on his feet and even better with a blade as well there's also north star which leverages flying prowess with offense um and specialist in precision kills. Uh, and there's many more, so there will be a lot of bot, a, lot, a lot of titans here for people to figure out to play on their play style, which is great to have more options there. I will also be putting the video in the trailer if you kinda of wanna see it as well. It should be interesting to see if it does well and if there's no bugs on the PC version because they decided not to do it. Alright, Division is actually has some news. Yes, Division is getting a public test server, kind of like what Overwatch is doing. This one will allow um, Massive to uh, test out their updates before they launch it live or roll it out to everybody. Uh, this will help in a lot of ways, keep a lot of those bugs down and all those exploits down and it will allow people to test it out and give their feedback as well. This is a lot better way than what they've been doing before where they're just rolling it out completely and breaking the game for the most part a lot of times the things that they fixed in the last update they broke in the newest update and it just isn't good uh, This they're probably doing this partly because a lot of players have just been leaving because they're just tired of the game, the game just isn't, isn't as fun as it was in the first time because people blew through, I did even blew through all the single player game quite easily and played the Dark Zone but got quite tired of the exploits cheating and just it just wasn't that fun by yourself So it's good to see that that they're actually, you know, taking some notes, doing a public test server, and testing it out way before they're going to do it. But this was coming out when uh, Update 1.4 comes out. So once that comes out, you'll see the public test server, and you may be able to play it. Woo! All right, Valve is being sued by British telecom because of vague patents. Yay! It's unfortunately a big problem in tech where people write patents that are so vague that anybody could be infringing upon it. So, I really hope BT loses because they kind of need to lose because of the way it sounds. So the patent is and this, this is uh, the Jitten's patent. It relates generally to providing users with content that originates from multiple subscription services and delivering it through a single portal when, a cu- when, when where a customer may access content for which it has access rights. Uh, so it fringes on a way to funnel content that you have to pay for into one thing. So literally Netflix is infringing upon it who's infringing upon it origins infringing upon it there's a lot of places and it's so vague I why do, my problem is the patent office they keep on giving patents that should not be able to be patent to people in the vaguest terms and then the people will start suing because they're so vague that they can basically be an umbrella for a lot of different things that may have already prior been done before. And I'm pretty sure that there's already been software programs and ways of doing this prior to when this patent was written. That's my problem with it. Uh, but they're seeking restitution from their, I guess, their patent rights because, ah, vague patents are always good. Uh, they're tripling it and because Valve is not getting back to them. So we'll see what happens. I think I think it's a terrible patent. I think it should be revoked. That's my thing. All right, Eve Online is getting a kind of a free-to-play uh, limited character in November to allow them to get more players. This is the way we're doing it, and uh, people that go onto it and do this in November can get alpha level type clones, and they will be only. It's 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 limited. So unlike the omega clones which can be basically have everything because they're a subscription uh, base anyways alpha will be able only use tier one ships that's frigates destroyers and cruisers and alpha will also train skills at a reduced rate compared to omega counterparts as well so it's gonna not be as good as omega but i mean it's a good way to, to differentiate from them because they want to keep their subscribers happy. And if they don't, well, it wouldn't be very good. I don't know. All right, now, Battlefield 1, it has been live for a few days now, and I've played a good handful of them. And you know what? I I like it. I think think it has a lot of promise in it. I like the War 1. Um, environment. I like that it's completely different from everything I've played so far in the first-person shooter genre. I know there's Verdun, so people going, but there already was one. I know. I have it. I've played it. It's it's just as good. But to, uh, this is actually going to popularize it for World War I a little bit more. Um, I like the different classes. I like that there's a specific, uh, like, cavalry class, a specific pilot class, a specific tank class. I think that's kind of... Interesting that they've done this. Uh, instead of just, I'm an engineer, I'm going to go in a tank, and I'm going to be awesome at driving, you kind of have specific ones for this. I think for this time frame, I think it's actually a pretty interesting thing. I think it's actually a good thing. Uh, planes are interesting. There's actually three different types. There's a strict fighter one that only ha- that has two guns. There's kind of like a fighter bomber, and there's a straight bomber. So the fighter bomber one has... Second one where you kind of drop grenades on the ground and they explode, and there's a handful. And the bomber one's the big behemoth one that drops very big bombs. There's also different types of tanks, which I think is pretty cool. One's actually a a support-type tank where you can drop uh, resupplies for uh, your teammates, which I think is pretty cool, which no one will probably use, because who drops med packs and revives people? I mean... I mean you don't want to win do you uh, but I think for the most part I think DICE has done a pretty good job with it I've run into no bugs or minimal bugs I've run into one where it kicked me off or just connect me from the server and I just couldn't get back into any one of them um, I've seen some like rubber banding of packs on people's backs that's kind of weird where like I turn and it's like the pack is way back and it comes back in that's one of the little bugs that I've that I've seen. Um, another one, which is actually the most annoying part about it, is when I'm trying to go over ledges and it keeps on not letting me get over the full ledge. And I have to go find someplace else to get over. That one's super annoying because it's like, get me off of this thing, but it's, it's a bug. Uh, and that's really the only ones that I've actually encountered so far. I haven't really encountered anything else in kind of the bugs that it has, and this is a huge improvement over Battlefield 4, which had a lot more and I remember in the beta. Even playing Battlefield 4 beta, there was quite a bit that I ran into. This one I've ran into very minimal, so I mean, it's kudos to their quality control and actually doing a better job of, you know, making it a great game. Uh, with that, the the weather is an interesting part. It's kind of like Evolution 2.0, except that no building gets destroyed, that it has really no impact a lot of times to the game. Instead, it actually has an impact. So since it's only the Sinai Desert, it is a sandstorm, and you can barely see anything, which I find interesting because it makes it a little bit more interesting to, you know, have you go, I what what am I shooting at? I think it's a guy, but I don't know. And I think it's actually interesting. People hate it, but I actually like it. I think it's actually a really good feature to it. Uh, so for right now, I think it's actually going to be a pretty good game. I will be reviewing it when it comes out in October, uh, but that's going—that's actually next month. I forgot it is November. And time flies. Woo! Uh, but yeah, it's actually really—it's actually really good so far. Uh, I'm actually quite surprised about how well they've done it. Um, my only really kind of annoyance right now is the scout or the sharpshooters. They're everywhere. They're really easy to get kills. I think they need to adjust it, tweak it a bit um, to, you know, kind of um, deter from your whole team being sharpshooters because that gets kind of annoying. Uh, I like to see a little bit more of a balance for that. But beyond that, I think most of the guns are pretty. Are pretty well balanced in most ways. I haven't used all the guns yet because it's kind of hard to use all the guns. Um, I do like the sh- syringe now for reviving. I think it's actually really interesting, but um, I like the, the differences with it. Uh, the assault is more of the uh, engineer or I would say uh, anti-tank class. It's more of the anti-tank class in the game. And so you have your anti-tank uh, grenades if you need them. You also carry one grenade just for just, you know, personnel. Uh, you can also get, I've used the anti-tank gun, which you actually have to, you know, put on a tripod or, put, or uh, basically be on the ground to actually shoot. So I kind of like that little feature to it because it's not like just rocket launcher, rocket launcher. Um, so, yeah, I... I I do like I do like where they're going with this. I do like the different types of cannons spread out through the battlefield, because it kind of helps with not having rocket launchers. It kind of does help with that as well. All right, moving on to my second playthrough review of Deus Ex: Mankind Divided. Now I finished two playthroughs of Mankind Divided. One I didn't do the greatest ending, and the second one I did a really I did a better job at the ending, where I got the best ending that I thought I did. Um, For the most part, the story was okay. It wasn't the best. I knew that the bad guy was the bad guy from the get-go. There was no like sleight of hand. There was it, it. It wasn't as good, in my opinion, as the first story. I thought the first story was a lot more intrigue. There was a lot more. What's going on? Who's going in the background? Like what is going on? Who are these guys? Who are they working for and why are, Why is this happening type of a thing? For the most part, you're like, yeah, he's the bad guy and he's always the bad guy. And there was no like surprise at the end, really, um, which was kind of upsetting cause Ex, it because Deus Acts it kind of like the sleight of the hand, the intrigue, the uh, conspiracy theories and all that, all that stuff that plays into it, it kind of was very light on this. I did like how they kind of set it up for being an apartheid in a way of um, the idea of it, I should say. Excuse me, the idea of apartheid of people with augmentations and how people treated them. Uh, I did like that where the cops didn't really trust you, treat you well, and augmentation people were just treated poorly after the whole incident in Pinchea. and just the whole, and just that kind of like helped push me along to see like, well, what's behind this? The city was more interesting than the actual story for me. Um, I didn't mind the story so much. I thought it was a okay story that got, that pushed you along, but I didn't have that oomph that I was looking for, that I was really hoping for. Uh, the gameplay was good for the most part. Uh, I did like the new Augs, especially the. Uh, kind of more of the tasering of your hand og that was actually kind of fun and it kind of the the Icarus like run boost og uh, was actually really fun uh, that was fun to do because just go through or you hit guys but also go through uh, and miss people that like huh what's that uh, that was that was a pretty good one as well uh, the shield one was fun to do I actually played both both my times I played stealth I like playing stealth because I like trying to like be a ghost and like see how many people I cannot kill or how many people I don't have to stun, and it, it's really difficult to do. It's probably most difficult. I didn't play the hardest difficulty. I played the kind of the medium. There's only three really, or four. You unlock like the fourth one. Um, the Amnesia story was interesting. There was only one. It was a quick playthrough. Breach was good. Uh, it was kind of like the the Deus Ex Man kind of a light where you. There is a mission in uh, the base game where you go through a server. You go into like the server and you kind of like are playing breach, and so that was kind of like a uh, tutorial in a way. But they give you a tutorial, and it's interesting that um, you have a limited amount of energy to use, just like the base game, and um, that uh, you have to take out enemies, get around uh, turrets. It also has card pickups as well, so it was. It was kind of fun. It was their multiplayer feature. I don't think a lot of people will play it for that long. Uh, I think it will get kind of old, but it it, it was it was an interesting little thing. Uh, so for on the whole, I would say it was a good brew. I would give probably about a six out of ten. I would kind of like a little bit more of the story because the game hinges on the story, and it just didn't. Um, hit the right tones for it, so I'm, I'm making the story a little bit more important in this review than, like, say, Battlefield, because it doesn't really have a story, uh, but it just didn't hit the right notes, the right tones that I was expecting it to hit. Uh, the augs were great. The The combat was was great as well. It was, it was good uh, for the most part. Um, I kind of didn't like the cover system as much as the first game. The first game, I thought, did a little bit better job with it, but it was still pretty adequate for for what I was. The graphics for the most part were really good. I was doing on 970, so mine was more on the medium side of it and I didn't really want to push it that far, but I got about 60 frames per second consistently throughout the game. I didn't really run to too many of those. Um, there's no alt tab bug, which is great. Uh, I did have XSplit, OBS, and uh, Play all run perfectly fine on it as well. So for streamers, it's actually really good. Uh, and that's really important nowadays. So streamers, you're all good with that one. Just click and play all you want. But yes, I give it a 6 out of 10 only because the story was not as good as it should be. There were some bugs that I found that were just a little weird. Uh, the long load times between train station was kind of annoying. They were really long sometimes. Uh, that, that could have been cut down significantly as well. Uh, so that's what I give it. I, I was really hoping for a little bit better, but it is what it is, folks. It is what it is. All right, there are some gaming deals going on right now this weekend that you can pick up. Paradox is having a publisher weekend sale, and they have a different things from Pillars of Attorney, which is really good. See, Sky uh, Skylines is actually really good. Uh, Stel- Stellaris is 20% off. Magic is a good one as well. Uh, so that's it. There's also a Call of Duty sale, too, about up to 67% off Call of Duty so you can get your Call of Duty fix there you go and there's a shoot 'em up sale on Steam as well and this is very different types of indie shoot-'em-uppers as well. Uh, GOG is having a sale as well it's uh, Galactic Civilization, Guilty Gear, uh, ABC Murders and more uh, up to 80% off which is another great one and Green Man Gaming is having the Square Enix and Weekend sale as well so look at all through here uh, you can get Deus Ex The Fall for under three bucks. Uh, you can get uh, a couple of those interesting little packs. You can also get uh, Deus Ex Mankind Divided for 25% off, which actually is really good um, for that. That's the Square Enix titles. Uh, there's different types of various different Square Enix ones too, so check them out. And this has been Gamers Cafe for this week. Thank you for tuning in, guys. And please uh, subscribe to Digital Coffee Podcast on iTunes. Google play music. Stitcher. Tune in as well. And please follow Digital Coffee on Facebook, Digital Coffee Podcast. Twitter at digitalco77ee. Co- YouTube, Digital Coffee Podcast. Uh, Instagram at Digital Coffee Podcast. Vine Coffee, digital.coffee. And LinkedIn Digital digitalcoffee.com. Podcast and join me on Monday. Yes, I will be actually doing it on Monday where I do digital coffee and the tech news if there's actually any. If not, well, I may not actually do it, just depending on how much news is out there. All right, guys, have a good weekend and keep on gaming. Later.